ready to wake up, you're going to wake up. And if you're not ready, you're going to stay pretending that you're just a little, poor little me. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke, it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power. The world is like a ride at an amusement park, and when you choose to go on it, you think it's real, because that's how powerful our minds are. Everybody is I. You all know you are you. And wheresoever beings exist throughout all galaxies, it doesn't make any difference. You are all of them. And when they come into being, that's you coming into being. Yo, 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 people. How's it going? So I'm recording this intro outside. Such a beautiful day in the UK. It's been nice for the last three days. And when the sun is shining in the UK, you've got to get out with your top off (laughs) and get your guns out and make the most of it. Because it's absolutely beautiful. And we don't get enough of this in the UK. But anyway, this podcast conversation, I met up with a guy called Brett Moran. I met up with him just outside of London. But his story is truly one of a kind and I've wanted to speak with him for a long time and this has been a long time in the making and I'm so glad that I got to have a conversation with him. But he basically went from a drug dealer to a healer. Brett ended up in prison several times after being involved in robbery and selling drugs and he's now completely transformed his life and he's now a yoga slash meditation teacher and he helps many people overcome their struggles. This conversation is a very funny and relatable and powerful podcast. Brett talks about his journey and how we overcome his addictive patterns. And I just wanted to mention before we jump with this conversation, the really new cool feature for people who support the podcast through Patreon. What I'm doing now is from now on, I'm calling it Plus Members. So if you see it advertised on the website, as plus members and you don't know what the hell it is basically it's just a patreon page but i'm calling it plus members from now on because new nobody really understood what patreon was so basically i'm calling it plus members but basically you get access to all the previous and upcoming new bonus podcasts when you become a patron and you can listen to all these podcasts on the move just exactly like you listen to this now you get access to a send plus members feed where each and every time a new bonus podcast is put out, you will it will automatically come up in your podcast app, just like the regular podcast does now. And no matter how much each month you pay, even if it's only $2 a month, you will get access to all of that. And it is a really cool feature, and, it's, and it really is great because it allows me to give back a lot of the people who support the podcast each month. And in a way, it allows allows you to sort of listen uh, listen on the move exactly the way you listen to this podcast now so it really is a cool feature and i have some really interesting conversation bonus podcasts that i want to put on there i recently just put a conversation a, a conversation of alan watts on there where i put some cool music over and that's really great because it allows you to listen to it on the move just to mix it up from the the general podcast but anyway i really feel that you should check that out it really is a great little thing allows you to listen to bonuses on the move but at the same time allows you to support the podcast so i hope you check it out it would really mean a lot so anyway enjoy this conversation with brett moran
it. So anyway, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. And your story is really one of a kind. Obviously, you've, in the past, you've went through. You've been a drug dealer. You've done bank robberies and all this sort of mischief you've been up to. But looking from the outside now, people are not going to realise the journey that you've went through to get to where you are now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've, in a sense, you went all the way from sort of drug dealer to healer, in a sense. Yeah. I mean, could you sort of describe your journey and what things you went through in the past? Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just been an amazing journey. And I suppose, really, I don't sort of sit down and think about it. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's different from what other people see, you know, on the outside. And to me, like, coming off of drugs and, like, um, stopping committing crime and, like, you know, armed robberies and all that stuff, it's just, it just feels normal. It just feels normal. And now what I do, like, yoga and this sort of, this path that I'm on now, that feels normal. And I forget sometimes what it's like looking on the outside. People are like, oh, wow, he's come from there, he's there, and... And so for me, sometimes it's difficult to um, describe because it's just my life, if that makes sense. But yeah, 12, no, 20 years ago or 18 years ago, I'd be like smoking crack in brothels. You know, my mates would be like doing armed robberies. I'd be a a getaway driver. Uh, And it it kind of all started just like experimenting with drugs, having a laugh like most young people. You know, you're smoking a bit of skunk, you're doing a couple of pills and Ibiza. And then when somebody introduced me to crack, it was kind of game over. And so uh, where I came from, it was just like, you know, football violence, drugs, alcohol, lots of racism. It it was just my reality. It was just normal. Um, But when crack took over, I I kind of like, I lost myself in it. And so that kind of colourful lifestyle and having fun and all that sort of stuff, it it turned into like suicidal thoughts, lots of depression, lots of anxiety. Uh, I'd literally close my door at night time and cry myself to sleep, like just wanted to end it. So that darkness for me... uh, motivated me and inevitably i was sentenced to prison prison was the best thing that ever happened to me i found a book on meditation started to meditate while i was in my prison sentence um didn't tell anyone about it because there's some stigma around all this spiritual stuff you know i thought it was like a cult i thought i was like shit brett you're you're smoking drugs and you're mad but now you're believing in like you know buddhism or god or something so it was really weird for me mate to find that in prison but it was the best thing that ever happened to me i know it's a cliche but in those rock bottoms sometimes you really get to find yourself and like I say, it's been like a, an 18 or 19 year journey to get to where I am now. Uh, and yeah, now I'm kind of like buzzing off of life. I haven't drunk for like 12 years, practice yoga, vegan, doing all this sort of positive stuff. And I, it, it literally feels like the best high in the world. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Was, it the, was it the book? You know, you mentioned the book there. Did that ignite your sort of your journey? I think I, well, I had a daughter as well. So I had a daughter and I just remember when she was born, just before I went to prison, holding this amazing little being in my hand like pure love consciousness just amazing you know and then just tears rolled down my face because i was selling drugs i was lost myself and i was like how can i look after you if i can't even look after me and i just think that must have kind of been the seed and then i went to prison and then the next seed was the book and it was the book was really it was just like step by step close your eyes learn how to meditate you're not your thoughts you know breathe be mindful uh let go of this kind of identity and and so the seed i think was my daughter but then the book came to me at the right time and it showed me the steps what i needed to take i'm actually friends the book's called moment by moment by jerry brazar and i'm actually friends with the author now and he said something amazing not not to blow my trumpet but for anybody else that's uh, kind of ever going on this crazy journey but he said something amazing he said the book was there for you and it's been there for like lots of people but it's the person that takes the journey and i just took that journey mate i was desperate yeah you know i was so desperate and suicidal and depressed that I was like if you don't take this journey I'm going to be dead or in prison for the rest of my life so came out of prison went back to prison six months later you know came out of prison a second time carried on taking I just I've been failing millions of times like making millions of mistakes 
but getting back up, dusting myself off, getting back up, dusting myself off, and in the end, it start it starts to kind of like that momentum. It, yeah. it kind of clicks. I love that. I love that journey, by the way. And, and it's funny because I was thinking in my head, you sort of actually walk up inside a certain sense as well. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, it's totally. the euphemism of it. Isn't there's another book in there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely walk up inside. Waking up inside or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what I was going to say is, do you think the do you think the adversity of going in prison was actually a blessing for you? Ah, hundred percent. It was yeah. it was a gift. You know, now I am into all the spiritual woo stuff, and I believe that there is something bigger. I don't label it. I'm not religious, but I just believe there is maybe laws of the universe or something. And and if you can just see that, and if you can just get in tune with that, yeah. to me. Back then, I didn't understand all that, but now I look back, I'm like, that wasn't meant to happen. It was like a blessing in the sky. So, yeah, prison was the best thing that happened to me, and it ignited this new path. And and what I say, I'm writing my next book now. What I say in my next book is that, that the real prison is this. You know, even though I was locked away and I lost all my freedom, um, when I started meditating, man, I was free. So I was walking around the prison, like, um, just happy. I was just, like, free. You know, I knew I was coming out one day, and was, but I meet more people now that have never committed a crime and they're locked away in their prison of their own minds, you know, and they're so like depressed and anxious. And so to me now, freedom is an inside job yeah. and prison is an inside job. You know, there's a great quote, I can't remember who said it, but your mind can either be a palace or a prison and what make you, what you make of it is up to you. Yeah, I love that. So it's like, you're right, you, you can wake up inside in the darkest places or you can have all of the stuff, the houses, the cars, that you can be on a beach, you know, and you could still be in this kind of prison, worried and anxious and, and, and kind of like, depressed yeah definitely we had a, a lady on the podcast a while ago who worked with mantras and chanting and things okay. and she was in a prison working with prison workers and she said that she realized that realization what you just said that to a certain degree we all live in a prison to a sense yeah. and our minds were all walking around without even realizing it and it's a really powerful point that when you were in the in the prison cell i know it's a long time ago but did you have i know you said you had your daughter was a vision in your mind as well sort of giving you the motivation to change your life but can you remember the, the vision that the visions in, that you had in your head that sort of propelled you to where you are now? Do you have a vision in your mind or anything? Yeah, I, I think the first vision, like you say, was just me running around, being a clean dad, running around with my yeah. daughter, being a good father. Uh, and then it was just, yeah, just doing something positive in the world. Uh, but then after that, like sort of like I came out of prison, I was like, well, actually, I'd like to do something I enjoy. And I've just been creating vision after vision since then. So I, I couldn't have visioned myself being like a yoga instructor, you know, man bun, bit of a vegan, you know, uh, and doing all the things I did now. That vision wasn't in my reality. But as crazy as this sounds, I do believe that you can tap into some kind of deeper knowing. And that's what I kind of connected to. I was like, I know I'm going to get out of prison. I know I'm going to be clean. And I know I'm going to smash it. But I didn't know I'd get this far, if that makes sense. And even now, like, I'm still visualizing 10 years where I'm going to be with my podcast, where I'll be with my yeah, next book. That. It's like, and, and it's, this is a crazy theory I've got. It's like, who's to say that we're going this way in life? Maybe we've already done it. And when we tune into these future selves, it feels like something's pulling me towards this destiny. And so my future self is like a person like you. And he's like, Brett, do this, do this. And sometimes I screw up, sometimes I don't. But... I wonder whether we've already done this reality and we're pulling ourselves through the journey. Because sometimes, you know, you have those kind of weird moments, those yeah. coincidences or the intuitions. And I just wonder whether that future self is actually out there. In quantum physics, they say that there's parallel universes, so it's possible. I don't know. I'm not that smart. I just use common sense. But when I had a vision in prison of myself being a better person and clean, just it was just simple. But it was like it inspired me. And when I was making the mistakes and I was just about to take the drugs, I was like, no, your vision you're not aligned with that person so it made me change my choices and behaviors yeah when you when you said uh, before about how after the first time being in prison you went back to the old habit yeah do you have you questioned why you did that for um no never really i mean i suppose i could just say it's the environment it was just i wasn't ready for it I, and also now i look at it i don't i've never met anybody that just stops taking drugs or like okay i'm not going to give up now and then they give up or i'm going to change my life and it's easy 
this spiritual kind of path isn't easy yeah it takes a while it takes a long time man I'm still I'm and that's still when like, the hard work really starts totally looking at yourself and seeing your like ego or dissolving that ego you're like it's scary as well it can be lonely you know so I'm not saying I'm not trying to sugarcoat it and say this journey's been easy it's been pretty difficult yeah, I talk about how in society how it's actually sometimes how when you do start waking up it becomes a lot harder but it's sometimes it's a lot easier to be numbed out of things yeah. even though I wouldn't want to be there in my life but it's a lot ha- harder when you're it's just a lot harder when you start realizing your own flaws as a human being. Yeah, yeah. It's like the movie, The Matrix, isn't it, where he just yeah. goes back in and he has a stake. He goes, "Just plug me back in," yeah. and he's just sitting. He knows it's an illusion. Yeah, it's so easier. But Play the it, game that way. Yeah, totally. I think in the long run, though, that illusion isn't the easy path. And taking the harder path, I say harder, but what we experience as harder, it 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 actually is the easier path. Yeah. yeah, definitely agree. How did you overcome the sort of the bad patterns and habits that you had? Uh, how do I overcome them? Just lots and lots of meditation, lots of self-inquiry. Yeah. Um, nowadays, lots of yoga and just getting real with yourself, really. I think we all want something in life. You know, maybe you don't have to go to prison. Maybe you just want to buy a new house or buy a new car. But we want it and we want it and we want it, but we don't put the work in for it, you know. And so for me, all I wanted back then was to be clean and just normal. My my mental health was crazy, like horrible. And I was like, I need to get this. So I just put hours of meditation in. I just would sit there. I just, even now, you know, I'm meditating every day, yeah. two or three times a day, just meditating because I know that that can go the other way within seconds. So um, that's how I, I how I kind of would say I got to where I am now. Is the main benefit for me and like what I would share with anybody listening to your podcast is like meditate. Even if you just do five minutes a day, yeah. it'll start to change your patterns in your mind. It's funny how all them patterns do ground you because, like I said before, talking off the podcasts like before we're doing the podcast it's like a podcast already before we yeah. even started but I was saying about how I've been away for a couple of weeks and I was going through a moment where I was I wouldn't call it anxiety but it was a sense of where I was feeling the tension of of so many different things that I want to change in my life and what I realized in that moment is is no matter what you're going through it's always good to ground yourself in in your practices that yeah. serve you whatever whatever them practices are you just have to have a uh, create a foundation where you know that you can do it do that thing yeah, 100%. I still get that. You know, I've got hundreds of new ideas that I've got in my mind and, and sometimes anxiety or whatever, a bit of worry comes in. It's like I've got a coach I speak to once a week. She's my accountability partner. And whenever I'm going off on a wobble or I'm getting in the head, the first thing she says is, Brett, just go out to nature. Just go and find a bit of peace. Just go and find a bit of meditation. And it's like, I think that's the key. Because, But what we normally do is we, we keep on going from the mind yeah. and it just creates more anxiety, more worry. So I think the first thing to do is, yeah, is just have a practice, like ground yourself. You can close your eyes, come back into your heart, get out of your head a little bit and then, then and live your life from there. So much easier. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What what um what void do you think you were trying to fill? Because it seems to me that through the, the drug abuse Good and question. the alcohol, it's sort of you're filling some sort of void inside yourself. Yeah. Have you questioned what void you were trying to fill? Yeah, I wrote it in the book. I call it a hole in the soul. Oh, really? Yeah, and, and, yeah, and I don't know whether it's like I don't, I don't personally, I don't think it's just drugs or whatever I was doing. It's like you know, a woman that shops over excessively. You know, she's shopping and shopping and shopping, taking selfies. You know, whatever it is, or sex. You know, you're just constantly trying to have sex because we're always ex- searching externally for something. Um, and I say hole in the soul, but it's just a, it was a good catchphrase. It was a good way of putting it. But it's like we're searching externally and to try and fill that void or that emptiness and it could be it could be absolutely anything so when I realized that and started looking inside like nowadays I close my eyes and just remind myself that there's love inside that there's wealth inside there's abundance there's peace there's all this stuff it's like I'm already full and so you don't need to search and grab and cling and become addicted to whatever society is trying to throw at us it's like when you're here you've kind of mastered your inner system it's like okay and now whatever I do now is a bonus 
but coming home and doing that first thing every day is is filling your hole in the soul so i would say all addiction is is or any kind of issue really nowadays is spiritual it's a spiritual crisis you know even things like depression it's like the spirit is suppressed and we just want to kind of connect to that let that out yeah i love that it's like the um when you were speaking upon that there it's sort of like instant gratification because yeah. I've, I've felt it within my own life i mean in the past when i used to uh, me sort of have i call it a flashy lifestyle I used to have in the past and in, in the past where i used to just be instant gratification it used to be sort of sex with girls mm. uh have a fast car yeah. and that was the whole that was my whole ethos at the time was this is all this is all <laughs> I want to do and it's it's so it is so hard to try and get out of that state of where you want everything now you want the best things do you think that's a do you think it's a, uh, from um, that stems from a state of culture or do you think it's actually something within ourselves that's more near that's a really good question I've never yeah. I've always looked at it saying it's the, it's the system you know the yeah. system is we're built on instant gratification if you want to if you want a new car here are his 10 grand loan so we spend our future and then we're trapped for 10 years to pay off the loan plus another 5 grand on top yeah, of it yeah, you know definitely. or or like you say if you want to have sex with somebody why don't you just put a quick bit of porn on and you, within seconds you've got porn on your laptop yeah. you know so we are built we are I always would, would have said it's in the system and it kind of, it, in a way, it kind of preys on some kind of those temptations. I don't want to call it weakness, like flaws or whatever we've got inside us. So you never really looked at it, whether it's coming from within. And I, I was saying that, though, if the system is out there, we've created that system. So it's kind of like a, yeah, we it's a bit of a head spin, right? Uh, <laughs> so it's like we've created that. But yeah, I think the best way is to get out of that. There's a great, another great quote I, I wrote in my next book. It's like, you can never, you can never beat the system. I don't think you'll beat the system. And, and, and a lot of people fight and try and, and good luck to them. I'm just, it's just not my song but you can master yourself and when you master yourself you've beaten the system so for me it's everything is an inside job like when i don't need that instant gratification that. <laughs> yeah when i don't need that when i don't do that system hasn't got no control over me i don't care about the brexit donald trump it's just to me it's just a silly little game that everyone's playing yeah. and it actually takes our attention and our energy and focus and we're all focused on that way we're not focused on in here so i think what i've just done for me personally it only works for brett i don't know if it'll work for everyone else i share it my clients it works for but i've like fuck it go inside master this inner system you've won everything now is just a, a blessing yeah. it's a bonus you know i love that no I've, I've felt that in my own life where the the way i the name i put on it is like a low level of consciousness yeah so like the, all these mediocre things because everyone we all worship like not all of us but a lot of mainstream society all worship these sort of quote-unquote idols these sort of pop stars and people like that and there's a there's a famous quote it says it's a, by an artist a new up-and-coming artist called sam thunder and he says uh he says we idolize idiots and worship them till we masturbate ourselves sickless or something like that the yeah. way he says it i'll butcher it there but basically what he's trying to say is that we worship all the wrong people in society yeah and there is some sort of sort of uh sort of sickness within within ourselves that we we're, we're looking to to something else to give us this form of this form 100%. of happiness but it's not a it's not a real form of happiness yeah and it's and all these things like like you said brexit and all these things that are really out of your control that you can't control to me they were like a low level of consciousness and i think when you do raise that state of vibration i know that sounds woo-woo but whatever yeah. you want to call it energy yeah and en your energy whatever you want to call it you, you do start you don't you don't even recognize that anymore yeah i mean i've just said those two words probably the first time i've said them in like a year i don't even have a clue what's going on in the brexit or with donald trump yeah. i have no idea honestly and people are like, and i'm just like but that's just all of your energy is focused i'd rather just close my eyes and say i love you yeah i know that sounds like somebody's new to this podcast and yeah. you know you're a young lad or whatever it's like well it's a bit weird he's loving himself but trust me like after years of studying it's like shit that's the only way now why would i want to focus on what donald trump is doing 
Yeah, well, he still goes to the toilet and has a poo just like me he's a yeah, human but... being actually he probably needs a lot of love bless him you know because yeah. <laughs> he's so caught up in his illusion in Buddhism they call it samsara so I would actually sit there and just send them all out and just I'd just live on my little beach and do my thing yeah. you know so I was going to say something then but I completely forgot I was going to say I bet his shits are bigger than yours yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot smellier as well <laughs> <laughs> mine are just full of coconuts mate from the beach <laughs> <laughs> that's cool yeah. Um, I think it's just a distraction though you know we're, we're, we're not silly anymore we've got YouTube we've got all these amazing social media platforms to wake up and go oh wow we can see beyond this silliness it's like we don't and we don't have to follow it no more um, and that's what I was about to say yeah that's what I was going to say because I think it's a good point it's like the celebrities they get a kind of a bit of bad name because people are idolising them but in a way people are putting them on these pedestals but it's yoga instructors gurus you know, you, you don't want to be following anyone. You know, I do loads of yoga retreats, meditation retreats. I, like, I always say, like, I'm not a guru. I'm not your teacher. You're the best teacher in the world. You're the best guru. And you just got to close your eyes and listen to yourself. You've got all the answers. You know, and once you listen, once you find that connection, it, it's like trying to describe the taste of a coconut to somebody that's never had a, co- a coconut. You know, if I tried to describe this coconut yeah. and you're just sitting there, you're like, I have no idea what it tastes like, you know. You need to taste that coconut. Once you taste that coconut, you know exactly what it tastes like. It's the same when you listen to yourself, your guru, whatever you want to label it, this love inside. When you feel it, it's like, I don't need a celebrity. I don't need a yoga instructor. I don't need a, a pill from my doctors. It's like, I've got everything I need to, to heal myself and, and have the best life ever. You know, I just think yeah. it's a blessing. The funny thing is as well, that coconut would taste different for you than it would for me as well. 100%. So every, every sort of experience has its own sort of flavor. 100%, yeah. And so my, my ways, I'm saying, might not even work for anyone listening, but there are some basics like back to meditation because that's just always a personal journey. You know, when you close your eyes and I close my eyes, we're going off on our own little journey. Yeah. But the kind of tool is the same, if that makes sense. Yeah, I love that. When you were saying before about, um, we are talking about celebrities and stuff like that, it's interesting how when I look around on Instagram and stuff like that, it is slowly shifting a little bit. Because, I mean, looking through, recognising my own life, in the past I would follow, say, footballers and people like that. But now if I go through my feed, I'm following people like you, I'm following people like just all these different interesting people. Who, um, I'm just following all the hot yoga yeah, teachers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got a few of them as well. <laughs> but um, when you start, there's some, there's something about, uh, in a, in a weird way, probably is a good talking point. Actually, is I want to ask you, have you done this? Have you sort of cleaned out your um, environment? And what I mean by that is as well, because people always just think that your environment is your your friends. But people don't realise now people spend most of their attention on on the phones, on social media and stuff like that. So your environment isn't only just your friends. Your environment now is everything that you're consuming, yeah. content you're consuming, TV programmes yeah. you're consuming. Have you, I mean, the example of the Instagram, have you ever went through your Instagram and sort of filtered out all the unconscious things that you don't want in your in your yeah. environment. It's a really good point. I suppose I can only speak from my experience. And on a serious note, you know, they're, they're, you know some girls I've had to take off. Because, you know, I scroll through, for, well, I would scroll yeah, through yeah. phones and you see this attractive girl, she's looking provocative and the next thing you know, you're looking at porn. And I don't know about you, but now in my journey, my spiritual growth, whatever you want to label it, I really don't like that. I don't like using that energy. It's just something I don't like anymore. That's just my, just for me, right? And, you know, years ago, I'd been out of brothels and I'd loved it, right? Yeah. But so now, yeah, I've kind of looked at my Instagram and gone like, you know, it's not that I don't love that person. I've got lots of compassion and if they enjoy their job, crack on. But I just don't want to constantly see that and consume that stuff. Um, yeah, some negative people I like to t- kind of take off. As soon as you start talking about a positive um, mission that you're on, people kind of start slagging you off because positivity is all weird nowadays and spirituality. So there is some stuff that I've taken off, but yeah, things like news, media, anything mainstream, 
none of it's on my none of it's on my social media. And to be honest with you, I'm very strict with how I use it. So I delete Instagram off my phone, the app. I delete Facebook off my phone. There's no notifications. My phone's always on silent because I do a lot of writing and meditating. And then that's two two times throughout the day when I need to use them. I go on there, download the apps. Like today, I downloaded it just to read your message, yeah. and then I'll use it, and then I'll delete it again because otherwise, it's just a habit. I'm addicted to it, and I've got that mindset. So yeah, if I. If, if it's whether it's girls whether it's like news media i just take it away from me just to make it easier some people are strong enough where they can keep on looking at it and not masturbate yeah, <laughs> or, or, yeah. that's just one silly example you know but for me it's like just better to like you say clean your environment yes yeah, so people don't actually realize as well that um that because people always speak about changing the world but a big thing to do is, is because where you put because everything that you put your attention into that's like an energy that's where energy flows yeah and it's example of see if you're if, even if you're following an account that doesn't really serve you, it doesn't really serve you, that you're feeding an energy that's in the long run is going to affect the whole planet. Yeah. Uh, there's an example of one at the minute is, I mean, you've probably noticed this as well being in the UK, is I remember, I think it was two years ago, there was no coconut water in the shops. But there was no peanut butters, like healthy peanut butters, almond butters, all these healthy alternatives, chai seeds and gojo yeah. berries and stuff like that maybe in the little pockets there was and health stores but and not stuff like, like it that. is now yeah. but now you go in a big supermarket and it's you've got 15 16 17 different types of peanut butters 16 yeah. different types of coconut coconut waters yeah and it's funny how that where your attention goes sort of and that energy flows and becomes and creates something even better yeah a hundred percent mate totally agree. and that's really on, on a simple just to bring it back to home for anyone listening it's yeah. like what are you focused on mm. are you focused on what you don't want in the world or are you focused on what you do want in the world are you focused on how bad and negative you are or are you focused on the positive light that's inside you so you're right that that i think the instagram and, and even the, the, the stuff that's on the shelves it's just a reflection of where we're all focusing yeah, so you're so right that's where you can see the shift right because more and more people are now focused on something a bit more positive nobody wants to be depressed nobody wants to feel anxious or just lost in life or addicted or just alone so focus on the things that you do want i would say and then like yeah then you can go and get some coconut water yeah. peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> if you could, if you could sort of slip back in your old self into the in the when the, the old Brett Moran was in the prison. Yeah. What would what would you say to him? What would I say? Funny you say that. I do techniques. I do a lot of mindset techniques, and some of my techniques are I help people go back to the past, or you can tap into the future with your imagination. Yeah. I don't know whether this reality is the only reality exists. You know, is that reality still going on in the past? Is yeah. the one in the future still going on? So I actually sometimes, well, not no more, but when I was healing myself and changing, I would close my eyes and go back to him and say, look, it's going to be okay. You're amazing. I probably wouldn't have been so hard on myself back then. You, you know, you mentioned something earlier. Sometimes we can be hard on ourselves. We focus on what we need to do, or what's next. And sometimes we should focus on like where we've come from. And now if there's a challenge or a struggle, I try not to focus on like beat myself up about it I'm like okay let's just enjoy the process but the Brett back then in the old days every time he slipped up and he started smoking drugs again he was really hard on himself it was like proper you know negative but with that said it got me to where I am you know I'm not one of these kind of like I am a yogi with a man bun and I'm yeah. a vegan running around doing <laughs> yoga treats but I'm still I still got my dad taught me something amazing it was tough love you know I remember getting into like thousands of pounds worth of debt like tens of thousands of pounds worth of debt with some like dodgy drug dealers so I went round to my dad's and I was like dad I need some money and he's like fuck off you made your mistake get on with it doesn't mean he doesn't love me but he just learnt, made me learn that I had to kind of get myself out of it and I did and so in a way 
I think tough love is a good thing on yourself. Like, try not to be too much of a victim and maybe too much of a floaty kind of yeah. like, because you need to kind of have a chat. I need to have a chat with myself sometimes. All right, Brett, sort it out. Let's snap on. But it comes from a place of love and compassion. So I'd probably just go back to my old Brett and just say to him, like, you're going to make it. It's going to be okay. Don't be too hard on yourself. Yeah. Do you, can you can you remember the, the mindset that you had, though, when you were doing the, the bank jobs and stuff like that? And yeah. The, doing all the, the crazy stuff could you could you remember the mindset that you had i mean because like you said there you go back and tell your old self but would would that younger self listen listen could you remember the mindset you, would you have listened to that at that period in your life funny you saying that because i don't know i i, I always had some kind of consciousness or that you know like we'd be sitting there getting ready to drive to a bank my mates would be like getting their like guns or you know whatever it is but there'd be a part of me like shit I don't, I don't know if I want to be doing this. Wow. You know, there's like, oh, I don't. So I was always a little bit, you know, I remember doing my first robbery with one of my friends and was kicking this door through and I was just like, I don't know, or, or silly little things where a, a person would get hurt or not hurt, hurt, but like somebody would get knocked over along the way. And I'd, I'd actually think about that person like, shit, that's someone's mum or someone's nan. And so I always had a bit of consciousness, conscious thought, I suppose. I think everybody's good. I just think every human being is a good person, but we just get caught up in bad stuff. We don't do bad fi- uh, we we're not bad people. We do bad things. And 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 there was that goodness in me. He kind of knew that he, he was still good. So I think I probably would listen, but I probably still needed to go on my journey. I still needed to change. Yeah. Like you can't take that caterpillar out of that metamorphosis before it becomes a, a butterfly. You know, if you try and take it out, you're just going to kill it. So I think I would have carried on on my journey. I still had to do the journey, but I probably would have listened. So, but I, I don't. I go and do talks. Or I used to do talks to kids in prison. I'm going to do a talk this Friday to like a drop-in centre. I'm not telling people to change their life. I'm not saying drugs are bad. You know, you're unconscious and he's conscious, and everyone's got to become bloody a guru and jump into the light and do yoga. I, that's just not my message. It's like you're actually in it for a reason, and maybe you've got five years left, maybe you've got five weeks left. But at any point, you can start to choose consciously and listen to that part of you. Like listen to that little softer voice that's inside you. If I'd listened to that voice that every every now and then thought he was doing bad, my life would have changed a lot quicker. But I listened to the ego more, and I, you know, maybe it was because I, did, I wanted to fit in, maybe because I wanted the money and the drugs. If I listen to that softer voice that's inside me, and Gandhi says that Mahatma Gandhi says that that voice is always trying to talk to you. Trouble is, most of us just ignore it, especially nowadays. You don't even need to take drugs; you're just scrolling through phones. You're not connecting to your own voice. Yeah, that little voice is numbed out. I, I felt, I felt that. Looking back to my old self, I could feel that how that was numbed out. But the reason, the reason why I wanted to ask you for is because that question I said is because I was trying to question in my own, in my own head because I've, I've never went through a state where I've been like it, sort of my life's been that bad as you, and uh, as it was, sorry. And I was trying to question: Is it the environment? Is it myself? Because there's this guy who I can't remember who's a, a, a psychoanalysis guy, and he said he was he coined this term called. Um, masculine toxic toxicity i think it was nice. where he talks about how people who are in them bad situations where they're going through a bad time and they're doing they're committing crime and have all these addictions and bad habits and stuff like that and they're going down a wrong spiral he was trying to question that he, the, he was saying was it is it something internal that's driving you or is it because you're a part of a group because yeah. with in terms of masculine talk i know this happens for females as well but just using the example for men uh, the term max and ma- uh, the tongue tire, isn't it? Yeah, masculine, it is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> masculine toxicity. Uh, but that 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 environment of you being around your friends and in sort of them influencing you to, to think this way and think that way, 
I was just trying to think, was is that the question? Is that the thing that was pulling you? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think it's a mixture of all of it, mate. I yeah. think it's a great point. I think I always say now it's like it's your environment, it's your emotions, it's even the food that you eat. Yeah. You know, I, I look at the world now and like, I, there's, you know, the rise of mental health and like suicide and depression. It's like, what are you eating? If you're eating animals, which are going through fear and they're anxious, it's obvious. Whatever you eat, yeah. you know, food affects your mood. And I know that's like, but I look back now at all the things that I was doing back then from the food, my friends, my environment, my ego, and I would say all of it. I'd say, yeah, maybe masking toxicity. I can't even pronounce that yeah, one. Yeah. But I'd say all of it. It was just all a mixture. So when I talk about change in your life and transformation, I'm like, you got you need to do all the areas of your life. Even if you're not into spirituality, you start creating some spirituality. Even if you're not into healthy eating, start doing a bit of healthy eating. Even if you're not wanting to become a monk and live in a cave, start to meditate and get all of these things. You'll create optimal health. And I believe that the body, like it is, it's just positive. It's just, it heals itself when you cut. Yeah. You know, it can heal diseases. It, we've seen, we've heard so many amazing things. Same with the mind. The mind is amazing. It's a beautiful gift. But look at most people's minds. It's a prison. So, but when we kind of reset, when we go back and we collaborate and we get kind of like back to optimal health and we look at the environment, we look at our friends, we look at, you know, the toxic relationships we're in, we look at our own ego and we bring it all in together, your energy is going to go through the roof. Your clarity is going to go through the roof. The love in your heart is going to expand. It's like that, yeah, I don't want to get into conspiracy theories, but that's yeah. just, it makes you think like, what is society doing, brainwashing us and distracting us? Does it not want us to be un? If we're all, if we don't need the system, if we all wake up and we master the self, yeah. that system just crumbles. We don't need it. So that's how I think you would beat the system in the long run, not through fighting. That's just my opinion. But if you mastered yourself, you don't need to listen to the Brexit. It does. Your intention goes to coconut and uh, peanut butter. You know, you're yeah. focused on the positive stuff. Yeah, definitely. I love that by the way. And something else, a big, a big talking point that I want to talk about. And it's to be honest with you, it's probably the the theme of, in my opinion, what you stand for because. You're somebody like with the book called. Well, obviously, the book's called "Wake the Fuck Up." It's on the table there. It's a brilliant name Just as well. Give you a little plug. <laughs> what, what, what I liked about you and why I want to have a conversation with you for is because I think we're in a time where we need to bridge that gap between the the more younger, not just the younger people, but a more relatable sense. Yeah. Because people are looking around, like we've seen before, these these old gurus and stuff like that, and they, they are they're amazing. I look at all the old gurus and stuff like that, but they don't have that medium to bridge the gap of bigger topics to the to the mass audience the ones who were sort of the people who are struggling out there because like i said before it's easy to preach to the choir but how do we reach them people who who who, who don't want to listen to sort of uh, the Dalai lama or other people like that yeah, yeah who look at these and think oh who the hell is he look yeah, at him yeah, with he's all weird. his robes on and shit <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but how do we bridge that gap and i think you're one of them people to in my opinion who can reach that gap bridge that gap because you you're more you're very relatable that's what i would say your story is very relatable yeah, you're funny. You've got the humour. You've got the wit. Your banter and the looks. Yeah, and the looks as well. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, <mate. laughs> but it's it's about bridging that gap. And uh, me, me, yourself as well. We've come from sort of a, a lad environment. Yeah. Like you're you're a Cockney. If that's correct. In the yeah, Cockney. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sort of a Geordie, and from different parts in the UK anyway. And there's a sort of this lad culture that's been developed, where somebody. I mean, you've probably had this on your journey, and I've had it on mine, where people look at us and you're starting to better yourself and you're starting to raise that vibration and you're starting to look into like you said you're starting to read books like this you're doing meditation you become weird but yeah become, <laughs> become weird but there's the stigma around that and how do we find our way through that because if it was hard for me I know it was probably hard for you yeah. like how did you find your way through all that 
I mean, I'm, 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 I don't know if the right word's bullshit, but it, it is in a way bullshit. But how do you find your way through all that? That's that lad, laddie mentality. Not just lads, as girls have this as well. Yeah, I know young girls in the UK have it as well. But that sort of that that stigma. Yeah, I think I just I just kind of like my my dream and my vision to get where I wanted to go was so bigger than that. In the to be honest yeah. with you. I'm pretty sensitive as well. So when your mates kind of take the piss out of you for doing the things and you see posts on Facebook and stuff like that, you know, it kind of, it does, it does hurt you emotionally a little bit, but I just carried on going. I just ignored everybody. And I just, my pull, you know, to become who I wanted to become was so much stronger than allowing other people's stuff, uh, their fears, their, you know, cynical kind of comments to, to, to kind of pull me down. So if anyone's going through it now, I would just say like, are you going to get to the end of your life? And you're not going to be worried about what your friends think of you. You really ain't. You're going to get to your end of your life thinking, I hope I lived as much as I possibly could. You know, so I would focus. There's a great, I think it's Jim Rohn, bless him, he passed away, I think. Um, he, he, he spoke about if you put a crab in a bucket, I think I mentioned this before on a few podcasts. So uh, I haven't heard this. Yeah, so if you put a crab in the bucket, I wouldn't do it because I'm vegan, but if you put a crab in the bucket, <laughs> animal cruelty, <laughs> but if you put a crab in a bucket, the crab climbs its way out. It can claw its way out to the side, boom, out the bucket, does a runner. As soon as you put two crabs in a bucket, Every time one crab tries to climb out, the other crab claws it back. So it doesn't matter whether one's stronger or weaker. Every time one crab is trying to uh, climb out, the other one pulls it back. And I just look at that as society. Nobody, no crab, no human being wants to be stuck in a bucket, right? Everybody wants to get out and they want that freedom. They just want to run on the beach and just like enjoy the waves and the the ocean. But we claw each other back sometimes. We get a bit jealous. We, We say cynical things, really, I think, from fear. Because if that other person leaves the bucket or tribe then you know he's not one of us anymore he's a bit weird uh, and so i always say in my yoga retreats and my you know this kind of spiritual awakening what we're all going through i mean we're yeah. actually creating the new tribe you know these old tribes of society and the systems and our conditioning and our parents bless them they're all amazing it's all great but it just kind of put us in a bucket so when we all get out of the bucket you know we can help try and pull people back out of that bucket if they want to come if they don't they can stay there for a bit until they're ready um, and what i found now like 20 years after transformation and doing all this journey I've been on a lot of my old friends email me and go oh well done uh, how did you do it how do you meditate can I come to one of your retreats so I think you just got to be a bit kind of like um, tough skinned for me personally and just focus on you don't worry about what other people are thinking and then if you do get some comments and you do get people my mates all thought I was in a cult when I first started, and I think my dad was the one that spreaded that rumor. Yeah, he's a nutter. He's in a cult because I was just meditating. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm all right when I'm like smoking crack and you know being depressed and going crazy and all that. But as soon as I start meditating, I'm weird. You know, um, but I just think if anybody's like that, it just means that they're afraid of their unknown. But deep down, they probably want to change as well. I love that. By the way, it's a yeah. really good point. Are you seen since you've actually wrote this book now? Have you have you looking back? I mean, how long ago was it that you actually wrote this book? I think it came out about three years ago. Three years ago. Yeah. Are you seeing? I know the titles wake the fuck up, but are you seeing more people actually wake the fuck up now? I, I suppose I would say I am because yeah. I'm in that field, so I'm attracting maybe that people. Like you said, what I love is like what you're focusing on. So I'm focused on that twenty four seven, and yeah, I am seeing it. I live on an island where it's just all about transformation and healing and change. Um, in Thailand, in Koh Phangan, so everybody's on it. But now I actually see it in like old circles of friends that like you know people are selling drugs and now deciding to meditate or they want to get healthy so yeah i'm seeing it a lot i don't know about you do you do you see it no i do like i said you before on the podcast in my daily job um still being immersed in that it's it's uh i'm i'm recognizing that more and more people are sort of i don't actually know here's a question i don't know if it's more people are becoming aware or more people have always had that and what i mean by that it gets to what we were saying before about how I can only speak for the UK, 
because obviously that's where we've been born, me and you, being two lads in the UK. And the culture, like I said before, is designed in a way to make you, to single you out if you are questioning any anything in society. If you med- want to meditate, if you want to eat healthy food, you're very much singled out. Yeah. And I, d- I don't know. I just, yeah. it's, it's so hard to find, find your way through that. It yeah. really is. And, and like I said, more people are... I don't know if it's people have always got it in them because when I do when I do sort of drop them little seeds into people, people do sort the more the more the more them uh, the more bigger the seeds get that I drop to people, the more people actually start pulling on them seeds yeah. and thinking, oh yeah, I'm thinking about this as well. Oh yeah, you meditating? Oh, what what book you reading? Yeah. But I just think there's some sort of energy or stigma around that that stops people from. Stepping out of that, yeah, totally. It backs back to if there is a conspiracy theory and they're trying to kind of keep us under control, then yeah, nobody wants to step out of that bucket, do yeah. they? Because you look weird, and you know. So I, I think you're right, mate. And I think it is. I innately, like the Dalai Lama says, I think everybody's good. Everybody's got that in them. And to go really deep, I just think there's a higher level of consciousness. You can call it what you want: spirit, God, divine. Yeah. And it, and it actually, it's actually pulling more and more people. It's pulling two lads like me and you out of it all we've really done if you really think about it if we just become a bit more aware of the awareness inside us the voice inside us the goodness inside us we're still on our journey still have our own little struggles in our own way yeah. but it's not as bad as what it used to be um, And but we're just listening to that voice like it's inside us and I think that is a higher level of, of, of consciousness or God whatever you want to call it is actually trying to talk to people more and more now so that's why you're seeing meditation and mindfulness on the NHS and it's going crazy why you're seeing more people want to become a yoga teacher it's getting bigger and bigger it really isn't about the mindfulness to yoga and all these kind of like drinking coconut water and being a vegan it's because there's a, there's a positive energy I yeah, think definitely. that wants us to, to grow and evolve because what we're doing is going to kill the planet going to kill the animals going to kill ourselves and I don't I just think the universe is good there's so much chaos I was reading something the other day there is so much chaos in the universe it's crazy like if you look out at the stars like if you go right deep out into space and all the planets and everything that's going on but none of the planets are banging into each other you know the moon doesn't just fall down and hit the earth or the sun you know it's all organised and sometimes it feels like that in our life so there's so much chaos going on in my head but really I just I, I survive I eat I carry on I get to meet beautiful people and I think if we can just get into the intelligence like rather than attached to the chaos or attached to a system, if we can just remember that we are this essence, this intelligence, which if it can look after the bloody universe and the planets, yeah. it can look after us. And yeah, I'm getting goosebumps as I say. I just I just try and get out of the ego. The ego, I think, isn't the enemy, but it's going to fuck you up big time. And and that's the system is is making us more ego- egotistical. So going back to your point, if you're a lad and you're really in your ego, you don't want to step outside those boxes because that's your whole identity gone. But I can promise you, when you step outside those boxes, you find your real identity, which is the intelligence. Yeah, and it's a lot more richer as well when you do step into it. When you were talking there, but getting into that sort of that that state of uh, state of energy, uh, and talking about the chaos of the universe, it's sort of trying to step the way I sort of view it in my head there when you were saying that to try and contextualize it into words is sort of trying to tap into the flow. That's yeah. the way I see it. Because yeah, yeah. have you ever heard of the analogy of the the uh, if an alien was to come to the planet, see, like an extraterrestrial was now just to sort of walk along the street, and they came across a woman that was given pregnant, uh, having a baby, like mm-hmm. pregnant, and they were given birth to a child. So from the outside, that alien, because that alien had never really, supposedly, this is in a, in a sort of another world anyway. They, let's imagine that this alien race is now so advanced that they they don't have pregnancies anymore, yeah. and they manifest it. In yeah, the mind. They, they manifest it in the mind, or they just sort of three D print a child. <laughs> yeah. Blue eyes, green eyes, perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever. 
and uh, they have never they they've forgot what it's like for a woman to have a, a baby. Yeah. So that woman on the streets having a, having a given birth, and from the outside to the alien who's unaware of that situation, the alien's going to be thinking like, "Oh, that's such a horrible process. It's such a bad thing. Look how much pain she's in. She's yeah. she's she's uh, quincing and turning and shouting and screaming and swearing and whatever yeah. else she's doing." But f- what they don't realize is that that is actually a beautiful process. Yeah. So, like at the end of that, something beautiful is born. Yes, and I love could, that. And that could be the same of the thing as what you're talking about of the of the chaos that's in our minds yeah. and the chaos that it looks like internally of all the things that's going on. At the end of it, it's just a part of the the essence of the process. The, the process. Yeah, yeah, I love that, man. Yeah, actually, I'm going to nick that and be <laughs> using that one yeah. a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I say it to my clients. You know, if clients come along and they're depressed because I do one to one coaching, if they come along and they're depressed, I'm like, good. One, you've asked for some help. Two, this is a blessing. My addiction and going to prison for me was like a blessing. It's like, like you say, it's like the birth. It was a birth. So it's like, then you have this unconditional baby, this unconditional love. Like, I wouldn't know how that would feel for a woman, but I have got a daughter and it's amazing, you know? But her mum had to go through a lot of pain. But I think it's a great analogy, man. We, we... I think we even our words limit us. We we label things like depression as a bad thing. I don't even like using the word depression. Mm-hmm. I don't even. I just get my clients just to think there's a sensation going on. There's a cloud in you, and it's just going to float away, or or addiction, or whatever it is, anxiety. It's like we need to get out of all this kind of labels and attachments to everything. And and like you say, like just notice that it's a bit painful, but then it's going to be amazing. And so that's the Buddhism concept, is it? Impermanence. Yeah. You know, don't attach to it. Nothing lasts. Nothing stays the same. It's always changing. The witness mind. Yeah, totally. And be in the middle path. One day it's going to be really painful when you're giving birth. Next minute you're holding a bundle of joy and you're loving it. Next minute she's got a bloody boyfriend. Next minute she's yeah. married. Yeah. Next minute she's taking. You know, all this, you go for it, but just don't be attached to it. Just see it as life. Yeah, I'm with you on the the, the labels of depression as well because there's something something that I've a concept I've tried to play with and so we're living in a world now where people like to label something and in my opinion they like to label something so that they can attach themselves to it give them a story yeah Yeah. give themselves a story that's the main thing but do you think have you questioned is is depression more of a because with depression is is I'm thinking this is where I'm at and this is is a controversial probably a controversial point because I know a lot of people identify depression as many different things and that's absolutely fine I, I, I can take that on board but where I'm at in terms of my understanding of depression is that it's like I said like you said there I don't want to label depression I actually see it as a gift and what mm. I mean by that is, is I know it's hard to see depression as a gift but I see it as a window for you and your mind to to recognise the patterns that are going wrong because they are, they are patterns that's going wrong something in your life it's the reason why these, this depression's coming up for is because something's not right. Yeah, it's like the it's like the warm sorry to button. It's like you're yeah. driving a car down a motorway yeah. and then you have got the oil light coming on. Yeah, if definitely. you can continue driving for a hundred miles, you're a donut. Yeah, you know that that depression is like pull over. Let's have reassess yeah. it. Let's let's look at my job because it's stressing me out. Let's look at this relationship or di- whatever it is. So sorry to yeah, button. No, no, I, I totally point, agree. Good point. I mean, that's what I just I just think that depression is a window for you to. It's it's coming up for a reason, and it's a window for you to get to the root of that root of that problem. I mean, how do you do you view do you view that, that the same way or? Yeah, yeah, I I, I feel like you say it's controversial because you know I've worked with people that have been locked in institutes and mental homes, and 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 I would say severe depression, yeah. and then you've got this kind of like mild depression, and then you've got society's depression where it's like, oh yeah, I'm depressed and I'm taking this out. It's like people actually use it as a label and a story. It gives them an identity. You know, I've got friends that are, are happy that they're on medication. I'm like. Why are you? Why are you happy that you're on that? It's crazy. Yeah, like, tell all the friends. Tell all their friends, and then they, yeah. and then on they go online and they tell people, and then they get. But really, what they're looking for is love. 
you know, we're all, I think everything we're doing is for love. You're doing this podcast for love. Okay. I wrote a book for love. I'm having, you know, masturbating for love. I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing crack for love or I'm depressed and I'm telling my story on social media, for, I think, for love. Um, so then I get a recognition. Somebody likes it. Somebody agrees with my ego. It's all an ego. Nothing wrong with ego. Ego is an amazing thing if it's on your side, if it's against you and it's self-destructive and it needs a story to say, you know, I'm Brett and I'm an author and I'm a yoga teacher and this gives me a purpose or I'm depressed and please love me and it's been really bad for 20 years. It's like, shit, that happened 20 years ago. It's not now. So it's the e- I think it's the ego. So I, I, I think, and, but it's a, it's a touchy subject, you know. Yes. If, if, if somebody was like my old clients, if I was in a mental institute, there is definitely chemical imbalances and they do need some severe psychology maybe even medication i'm not saying this medication is a completely bad thing but if there's something really imbalanced in the mind then you're severely depressed and you're in an institute then yeah that's that's you do need to that most people in society that are depressed guarantee you let me sit with them for 20 minutes just 20 minutes are you going to the gym every single day or three times a week are you meditating for 20 minutes a day are you eating fresh vegetables you don't have to be a vegan but are you eating good food do you go out and take walks in the park do you do this and i guarantee you probably 95 percent of them will say no 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 there's why you're depressed mate yeah. you're not even depressed you're just being lazy um that sounds harsh but i'm just being yeah, honest I'm, I'm, it's like yeah. you haven't got positive habits your ego's taken over boom 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 if you sit at home watch netflix watch the game of thrones there's nothing wrong with all this stuff and having balance like we were talking about earlier you don't eat the right food boom, and you wonder why you're in it depression is just energy yeah like i said earlier it's just i think it's the spirit suppressed the spirit needs to wake up i love how you said that because how can you how can you sort of build that pyramid if your foundation is sort of broken and the foundation is health foundation is mindfulness and stuff like that and then from there that's when you start adding on things like spirituality and consciousness on top of that so the first step is to always sort of sort your own shit out first 100% and then from there you can expand who you are and and I just want to say as well if anyone's listening and they're going through a bad patch right now I don't we're not taking it too lightly we're not saying oh you know but just check in with yourself only you know that right yeah. you know only you can really study yourself I, I i always share four keys or four pillows to to, to optimal health and the first one is psych, psychology uh, emotional physical and spiritual and like you said it comes in order first of all sort your head out psychology they're the faults that you think second one is your emotions let go of the baggage yeah. you're not even your faults and you're not your feelings the third one is what everyone is focused on is their physical health everyone wants the six pack they want to look good in the mirror and that just feeds another form of ego I'm not saying physical health is a bad thing but it's not the first thing and then the fourth one is spirituality and I remember years ago somebody said to me I don't believe in ghosts I don't believe in like gods and I'm like that's not what spirit spirituality is just finding a sense of purpose in life finding yourself in life and living by your values maybe having some disciplines you don't need to believe in a god at all you know what I mean so for me those four pillows that creates what in kundalini yoga they say there's a, a an energy waiting inside you to wake up it's called kundalini energy you know kundalini arising and it's like a snake like a serpent in the bottom of your spine and if you just if you wake it up this energy comes on and that's what i feel now it's like i'm not saying i've had an awakening but i just feel a buzz i'm like fuck i'm buzzing it's, the food is right the thoughts are right the emotions are right and the physical is right and i'm not too kind of like um attached to either of them but it's just like that has to be a way of life like i think to change and to get rid of stuff you, you need a new way of life you're not the person that yours back then but you're you're still your essence yeah you know i'm still my essence i'm like still my dude but i'm just not doing the other stuff if that makes sense yeah, so like when you go on this path it's like it's a new way of life you know i don't think about meditating or doing yoga it's like wake up and that's what you need to do because otherwise this monkey mind is all over the bloody place yeah, and I probably will be watching porn yeah definitely that's probably a cool place to leave it as well with peanut butter yeah peanut butter yeah <laughs> hope it's organic though yeah <laughs> 
Porn or the peanut butter? Yeah, both. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. I think that's cool. Mate. What a podcast. Cool. Amazing. Honestly, even just sitting, sitting, sitting beside you, and I think obviously the listeners listening and the viewers watching, they're going to be able to see that. You have got... This is why I want to do a podcast with you for, because like you said, you just, when you finished that point before, you said that you're always just in this state all the time where you've got this high energy vibe, and you have got it. Like when I look at you, it's... <laughs> It's it's amazing the transition of where you, the story what you've just said where you've come from to where you are now. It's sort of the, your vibes, your energy is whatever you want to call it. Vibe energy. It's it's, up, it's, it up there. it's yeah. really cool. It's, it's infectious. As yeah, well. totally. But the amazing thing is, man, it's like when I shared some of these techniques, which are not mine, they're just stuff I've learned, yeah. and I see other people. It's just it's something wakes up and they then got it. You, 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 do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not like it's Brett. It's like it's just there's a process. If you do that, and then you look after your health, the physical, the mental, the spiritual, it just, it naturally rises. That's what I believe this higher level of energy is. It's just, it was probably what we all was many years ago, but we've just got lost along the way. Yeah, so yeah. leave it yeah. there. Cool. Yeah. Amazing, yeah, man. Cool. Really Thank cool. you very much. Really cool, really cool. Now, come on, that was a cool conversation, you must admit. I really loved sitting and chatting to Brett there. Really funny chap, in my opinion. And really does have a powerful conversation and his journey really is inspirational. And I really do feel and I hope that I felt that when I was doing that conversation that this is going to be a very relatable conversation. Looking back at the conversation, I really feel that as well. And that is what I want to do a lot more in this podcast in the future. I want to get some more relatable people on the podcast to share their insights into spirituality, consciousness, and all the big topics that we that I speak about on this thing. But anyway, I just wanted to say, if you can, please check out the Patreon page to support the podcast. And like I mentioned in the intro, there's a new feature where you, when you become a Patreon or become a Plus member, whatever you want to call it, you will get access to all the bonus conversations and you'll get access to a private feed where you can add it to any of your your any of your favorite apps that you use and you can listen to the bonuses on the move just exactly like you listen to the podcast now on the move so it's a really great feature and it allows me to give back to you and in the process you can support the podcast so please check that feature out it really is a cool feature and it, it, and then and then I'll see you next week <laughs> but anyway thanks for listening to the podcast and just before you go, I forgot to mention as well, I'm going to play this podcast out, as I always do, with a song, one of my favourite artists of all time. The song is called Time to Relax, and I think we all need time to find time to relax. I think you'll find this song very relatable, but it's by one of my favourite artists of all time called The Color. I've played a few of his songs on this podcast before, on the podcast before. So anyway, enjoy this song by A Color called Time to Relax. And if you have some songs that you would like to see played on this, if you know any up-and-coming artists or even just some of your friends who play some good tunes, feel free to send them over and I'll put them on the end of the podcast too. But anyway, enjoy this song by Kala, Time to Relax. Yeah. This ain't a song, it's more like a note to self. I'm 
reminder to me that I need balance Cause I'm always working, planning projects and prepping Stressing over the state of this world and how we affect it This is part of the gift, the energy that I'm blessed with But if you overuse them then you will blunt your own weapons However much you train, muscles only grow when you're resting Yet I don't make enough time to stop and pause for reflection Go and check my mum, talk about nothing much On a sunny day, sit in the park, stare at the sun Feed the ducks, ride a bike, shit sit in a tree Anything to escape the stress that the city will breathe Lucky enough that what I love is my living I know that that's rare so chilling just feels like sinning But it's not, take your time, you ain't gotta say sorry If you're always exhausted you can't help anybody Through the work and the wages, bills and the tax Through the stress and the payments and the payments is cracked Through the loss and the gain and the pain we attach Through the stress and the strain that came with the facts Gotta kick back, make time to relax Gotta kick back, make time to relax Gotta kick back, make time to relax Kick back, make time to relax You're not paranoid, things really are designed To offer you absolutely no peace of mind Maybe that's the price to be paid Cause we're complicit in suffering all over this world that we are living in Cars and the clothes, everything we consume Still painted in the suffering of colourful hues So we're tainted by the nothingness of what we will choose But overwhelmed by the lack of change if we refuse So we all watch the so-called news And see the views of a bunch of mass murderers paraded as true Enough to turn any thinking person to a lunatic Maybe that's what we already are Cause we are used to it But in the midst of all this There's a bliss that you're missing Silent moments, one that you love Quietly kissing Staring at the stars Realising that ours is just a world Among billions of worlds that we'll never know Through the work and the wages Bills and the tax Through the stress and the payments And the payments are tracked Through the loss and the gain And the pain we attach Through the stress and the strain That came with the facts Gotta kick back, make time to relax Gotta kick back, make time to relax Gotta kick back, make time to relax Kick back, make time to relax Just take a moment to breathe, is what I'm saying Breathe deep, tell the air in your chest is all the way in Let it out slowly, feel the tension eroding Listen to the music alive before you compose it just take a moment to breathe and take stock You ain't that important, wars will not stop if you do not But health and longevity depends on balance Between yin and yang and so far I just haven't Made enough time to breathe and just chill Keep still, they ain't lying when they say stress kills So breathe before you punch someone in the mouth Breathe deep before you shout and tear down the house Breathe before you hurt yourself and your health may be cliche but it really is our true source of wealth Breathe, essence of life and of the universe We've done it from birth yet we doubt that it really Through works Through the work and the wages, bills and the tax Through the stress and the payments and the payments is cracked Through the loss and the gain and the pain we attach Through the stress and the strain that came with the facts Gotta kick back, make time to relax Gotta kick back, make time to relax Gotta kick back, make time to relax Kick back, make time to relax